so it's inflation, baby. What's the future of our money? Now, don't get me wrong. My top story is Cuba today and how the administration simply cannot figure out that communism is bad. But listening to Jerome Powell, chair of the Federal Reserve, talk about what's going on with inflation. I don't know if you heard it or not. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. I mean, I got a breakdown of, of where prices have been. Even CNN has noted that the prices of everything has gone up. It's not just gas. Oh, and then the price of gas has gone up. Used cars, hotel stays. How about furniture and milk and and fish and and fresh fruit? It's all going up. That's all tax on you, me, and we. You, me, and we. But this was Jerome Powell, uh, chairman of the Federal Reserve. Inflation has increased notably and will likely remain elevated in coming months before moderating. Inflation is being temporarily boosted by base effects as the sharp pandemic-related price declines from last spring drop out of the 12-month calculation. In addition, strong demand in sectors where production bottlenecks or other supply constraints have limited production has led to especially rapid price increases for some goods and services, which should partially reverse as the effects of the bottlenecks unwind. Prices for services that were hard hit by the pandemic have also jumped in recent months as demand for these services has surged with the reopening of the economy. To avoid sustained periods of unusually low or high inflation, the FOMC monetary policy framework seeks longer-term inflation expectations that are well anchored at 2%, the committee's longer run. If you say so, they want us to know everything's going to be fine. I do not see it as fine, but I do not necessarily see myself in a place of panic. Part of what we're seeing involves the people not getting back to work in a fast enough way. Part of what we're seeing are the supply chain issues going on. And part of what we're seeing is just poor monetary policy from the Biden administration. But what can you expect from a group of people who can't even admit that communism is bad? What we're seeing in Cuba, what we are witnessing in Cuba, are people who want to be free. And what we are getting from the United States is no real push to say we want the Cuban people to break the yoke of communism and to be free people. They won't do it. Now, this is because a fair amount of their party believe in communism, see a value in communism, adore communism. If you think I'm kidding, let us go into the Wayback Machine. Oh, hey there, Bernie Sanders from the early 80s. You may recall way back in, what was it, 1961, they invaded Cuba. And everybody was totally convinced that Castro was the worst guy in the world. All the Cuban people were going to rise up in rebellion against Fidel Castro. They forgot that he educated the kids, gave them health care, totally transformed the society. This whole idea that Fidel Castro educated a society, gave them health care. Health care is meaningless unless there's something that you're a living for and b it's it's one thing to be able to say you see a doctor it's another thing to be able to see a doctor if i am in a prison but i get to see the doctor is that good health care 
We say it like it has this grandiose meaning, but without context, it is a valueless proposition. Now, he is not the only one to say this. Let's go back to Barack Obama as president of the United States. But I think for your generation, you should be practical and just choose from what works. You don't have to worry about whether it neatly fits into socialist theory or capitalist theory. You just decide what works. And I, I said this to President Castro in Cuba. I said, I, look, you've made great progress in educating uh, chil- uh, young people. Uh, every child in Cuba gets a basic education. That's, that's a, a huge improvement from where it was. Medical care. You know, the, the, the life expectancy of Cubans is equivalent to the United States, despite it being a very poor country because they have access to health care. That's a huge achievement. They should be congratulated. No one should be congratulating communists on anything. They are murderers, beginning, middle, and end. And if you say to me, Tony, you can't find anything good? No, I don't buy into Barack Obama's failed thought process of you should pick and choose the things that work for you. No, you should engage what works for a society to best live to its potential. With the understanding that some government is necessary and favorable to the anarchistic society. Remember, we deal with the conversation of liberty versus freedom. We refer to them as freedoms, but there's a difference between freedom and liberty. There, is, there, are, there are restraints that we place upon ourselves. Which would be different than in uh, the 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 true freedom of an anarchist society. And I don't mean that in a, in, a, in a violent way, but just in, in in its definition. But what could you pick from the communist pile that will not destroy everything else? It's it's Ayn Rand. Uh, the compromise between bread and poison is still death. There is nothing you can pick from the communist pile that brings any value whatsoever, and all communists are wrong. Now, I could be quoted. As a matter of fact, you should quote me. Don't forget, it's Katz, K-A-T-Z. When you photograph me, get my good side, but don't worry, they're all my good sides. There is nothing that communism can bring that creates value. Nothing has killed more people. Nothing has ruined more people. Nothing has destroyed more people. Communism has never inspired anything except a prayer for a quick and painless death. That's it. The history is clear, and you have to be as ignorant as the day is long to tell a group assembled, a group of high school students or college students, pick from the things that work. You encourage people to pick from communism? Well, it certainly looks like on paper that everybody's going to be equal. Isn't that great? No one's ever equal in communism unless you accept the fact that everybody gets pushed to the bottom and nine people get fresh fruit. Those are the people on top. And what the problem is is that the people who think they're on top don't know which circle they're in. Only one small circle remains on top and everybody else gets pushed to the bottom. And very often it's be out of fear because you can't have those people rise up against you, so you got to push them down. Why is it that we have elected officials who can't figure this out? But Pitbull, 
The musician, the rapper, he's got it covered. We need to stand up, step up. But if you don't understand what's going on, then you need to wake the fuck up. That's my guy. That's my guy. By the way, Pitbull went on for two minutes and did more in that two minutes to discuss the issues of Cuba and the need and the wants and the desire for freedom than any of our elected officials. Not only is this a Cuba event, a Cuba thing, this is a world event. This isn't about politics. This is about saving lives. This is about unity, not division. And bottom line, this is about taking action. Let me tell you something, why I'm frustrated and, and when I see everybody out there and doing what they're doing, which I love what they're doing, okay? Because not only do we live for freedom, we ride for freedom, we die for freedom, but we motherfucking appreciate freedom. And it gets me hot, it bothers me, and it frustrates me to a certain extent, being a Cuban-American and having a platform to speak to the world and not being able to help my own people, not being able to get them food, not being able to get them water, not being able to get the medicine, but most of all, not being able to help and really get them what they deserve, which is freedom. He could run for mayor of Miami today and win. Doing more to understand and explain the issues in Cuba than any elected official, Pitbull. Meanwhile, the biggest part of the story is Black Lives Matter. The biggest part of the story is Black Lives Matter, but I got to hold that one back because that's a bigger conversation that takes us in a couple of directions. I want to share with you more of what Pitbull had to say. And this is my way of talking to the world. All world allies get together to help. Global businesses get together to help. People that we're so proud of, people such as a Jeff Bezos, Cuban-American, graduated from a high school in Miami, built one of the biggest companies in the world, the richest man in the world. He's somebody that can get involved and really help us on what we got. All we can do is create awareness, but politics are going to be politics. And while they figure out what they figure out, we need to figure out how to really help. And I got to tell you, when I heard that, I had not known that Jeff Bezos was Cuban. And the responses to Pitbull's video was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Jeff Bezos is Cuban? No one knew. I got I got guys who, who I look to and you know and, and and get information from and politicos, a bunch of people like, really? Had no idea. Well, whether Jeff Bezos likes it or not, he just got sucked into this thing. He is in the middle of of it we need to get creative we need to figure out solutions while they're losing their lives over there literally for something that we wake up every day and appreciate which is freedom so to everybody out there stand up step up and if you don't understand get with the motherfucking program and wake up because this is about freedom and it's about human rights and to everybody in cuba keep the fight up para todos los cubanos que están allá afuera y todo lo que está pasando en cuba ahora mismo yeah, I didn't. I wasn't able to edit the Spanish, so I don't know if he what what he said in there. If there are any four letter words that we're gonna get in trouble for, why, why, why this? Meaning, it takes a it takes a celebrity to to get the message out. We all have been getting the message out. Of course, we have. We understand the issue.
but the administration doesn't. Jen Psaki was asked about the problem in uh, Cuba, and she said, oh, it's, it's mismanagement. And as the administration tries to figure out the root causes of migration to the country, don't we know that the reason people want to leave Cuba is because they don't like communism? We- and so as you're trying to figure out like what the processes are uh, for these people who want to leave Cuba, just... Well, I'm not sure what your question is. You guys. Why are people leaving Cuba or what is the process for them getting here? I can explain either of them, but you tell me. Sure, yeah. Do you think that people are leaving Cuba because they don't like communism? I think we've been pretty clear that we think people are leaving Cuba or not leaving Cuba or protesting in the streets all as well because uh, they are opposed to the oppression, to the mismanagement of the government in the country. And we certainly support their right to protest. We support uh, their efforts to speak out against their treatment in Cuba. It's not mismanagement. It's communism. It's not mismanagement. It is perfect management. Donald Trump spoke in front of the United Nations talking about Venezuela and he said that it's not the, the problem is not that socialism was implemented improperly is that it was implemented faithfully there's no mismanagement this is what communism brings Cuba is the society that Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and their cohorts like Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and Congressman Andre Carson of Indianapolis and the rest want to bring. This is what they will deliver. This is their fantasy. They must be extremely upset, extremely bothered that you've got rioting going on and fighting going on because that's that that may tell people that things aren't all uh, hunky dory in in their fantasy. But don't worry, they'll pivot to all those Scandinavian uh, socialist nations. Wait till they learn that those aren't socialist nations. Norway and Sweden, no, oh, those socialist. Uh, nations there, those Nordic, they're not socialists. They they do have pretty big uh, social safety nets, pretty big uh, welfare programs, not socialist. Pitbull's right. We should fight for these people. We should hope for them. But it's hard to do when you have the uh, the Secretary of Homeland Security. Mayorkas saying that we have absolutely positively no plans to allow these people into the country. We simply won't allow them to come into the nation. I mean, that's that's pretty stunning stuff, if you ask me. I don't know if it's stunning. I don't know if it's shocking. I don't know if it's disgusting. I don't know. I don't know which uh, category you want to put it in. But when Mayorkas is clear that yeah, we're not allowing Cubans into the country, actual refugees, you realize that this is a uh, an administration that is radical and indecent. You knew that. I don't know if you knew that when you voted for Biden instead of Trump, but you know it now. I'm Tony Katz.
songs, tired of love songs, tired of love songs, tired of love. Just wanna go home, wanna go home, wanna go home. So in France, Emmanuel Macron said, hey, you have to get a vaccine if you want to go to a restaurant or a bar or a movie theater or be involved in life. And so the people of France said, excuse us while we set everything on fire. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. And that is exactly what they did. They set cars on fire. They have engaged in protests. They've engaged in some level of rioting. Tear gas was used on people. A vicious mother, isn't he? Well, there's one way to call Macron. This whole idea that we're supposed to be in straight-up panic about a vaccine. I mean pure, raw, unadulterated panic. Even the people in France have said, hey, this is a violation. The, what about our, our being free not to take a vaccine? And remember, it's Europeans. They don't see freedom the way we see freedom, but they see it in this. The spirit of Lafayette is not yet dead. Raise a glass to freedom. That's my plan. So they're fighting back and setting anything they can on fire. The idea that you're going to force people to vaccine. Nobody wants to be forced. If you want to push people, you know, and and promote vaccines, go right ahead. If you want to force people, they're going to fight back. And you notice every time uh, that that, uh, someone like um, Biden says, well, take on the U.S. government, you need nuclear weapons and F-15s. Yet some guy dressed as a Viking can take over the country. Man, it's hard to keep the people down. I mean, you got to really, really scare people and then kill the rest. That's what China is able to do. Remember, there are 1.3 billion people. If they all just stand up and start marching, the Politburo will have to learn how to swim. Meanwhile, I said I had a part two on Cuba with Black Lives Matter. The cat is out of the bag. And the question is, when will those people who supported the organization apologize? Or maybe more to the point, they don't need to apologize. Just stop working with Black Lives Matter, the organization. Because these Marxists are serious. This is Tony Katz today. So the payments went out to families today, their tax credit for having children, six and under, $300, six to $17, $250. You're actually getting it as a check. And there's Joe Biden, president of the United States, with the backdrop that says tax cuts for working families, saying that this is actually a tax cut. No, it's a payoff. Tony Katz, great to be with you, Tony Katz, today. Let's take it to President Biden. Probably hear from our Republican friends, all who voted against this, but they'll tout the success as it helps working families and in their states and their districts. But in the coming days, we're also going to hear from them saying, I want to now extend this tax. It's only for one year now. It's all I can get it for the first time. And so I want to extend it into the future now. I have another piece of legislation we voted on soon. And we're going to continue this. 
To the people who say we can't afford to give the middle class a break, I say we can afford it by making people at the top and the big corporations, over 50 of which paid no taxes last year at all, to finally just, just start paying their fair share. I'm not going to gouge them, just pay their fair share. Because people who are working hard and paying taxes deserve a break. That's why, excuse me for all these terms I'm using, but my Build Back Better agenda, which still needs to be voted on in the Congress, keeps this tax cut for working families in place for years to come. We shouldn't let taxes go up on working families. We shouldn't let child poverty continue to stain the conscience or drag down our economy. And so I say to my colleagues in Congress, this tax cut for working families is something we should extend, not end, next year. And I say to all of you watching, make sure your family, friends, and community know about this tax cut. Send to them, as I said, childtaxcredit.gov to learn more about the difference this is going to make in their lives. Let me close with this. I signed the American Rescue Plan less than two months after taking office in January 20th. Four months later, we've implemented the, fir we've implemented the first ever automatic monthly payment for any major tax credit ever, as the vice president was talking about, on Social Security. This groundbreaking effort is similar to what we did in our, what I called our wartime effort to vaccinate Americans against COVID-19, to mobilize the whole country. We're proving we're proving that democracy can deliver for people and deliver in a timely way, saving lives, improving lives, helping fuel record-setting recovery, giving working families a fighting chance again. I received an email today from a mother in Washington State. She's a young teacher who had just received her payment. She wrote, and I'm quoting, my family has been living hand to mouth to put me through school so I can follow my passion of molding young minds. This first CTC has come at the exact moment when we need it most. These payments may seem small to some, but they're life changing for my family, for us. Millions of children and their families starting today, their lives are about to change for the better. And our country will be better off for it as well. This is a really good day. Your kids, when they're 25 years old, and you were there the day this happened, we talked about it. We're showing once again that there's nothing beyond the capacity, our capacity as Americans, to get done when we do it together. So I want to thank you. God bless you all. And may God protect our troops and kids. Thank you for being so polite while I was speaking. You're very, very nice. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, you're Thanks. welcome. We were happy to be polite. But what in the world are you talking about with this there's nothing we can't do if we do it together kind of thing? You you, you passed this. You just said Republicans didn't pass it, but yet they're going to want to take credit for it. So what did we actually do together? What a weird statement. Is he taking questions, Ari? Is he taking questions? What do you think? He, how fast did he run? Oh, he 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 jogged very gently off the stage. Ah, the gentle jogger. That's what they call him. That's what they call him. I, I believe that's his name on Tinder. This 250. I tell you what. This 250, this 300, this 
continual payments and continual payments. This is going to happen for the next year. So it's not like you're not going to take the money. And people should be clear. Oh, if you have a problem with it, you shouldn't take the money. It's your money. You don't ever, ever feel bad about that. And whenever someone goes down that line of thinking, um, that, that exposes within them a, an, an incredible ignorance. A really and truly an absolutely incredible ignorance. When they go down the line and say, oh, if you, if you don't like it, you shouldn't be taking the, the, the money out. Kid, I, I, I didn't say the money should be put out. No part of me said the money should be put out. But you put the money out. Now you're telling me to prove who I am by not taking it? What kind of craziness is this? It's my money that you're giving away to other people. So why shouldn't I take what is indeed mine, even though this never should have happened in the first place? I voted for it not to happen in the first place. But I lost. Now you've sent me my money. And your answer is, well, if you're really serious, you wouldn't take it? Do you know, do you know how ignorant you have to be to put that line of thinking forward? And think that it has a value? You would have to be the kind of person who thinks that Black Lives Matter, the organization, has a value. And that gets us into the part two of Cuba. Allow me to say this clearly. That I am speaking to businesses and business owners and CEOs and athletes and celebrities and musicians and all those people who backed Black Lives Matter, the organization. We said it here from the beginning, that Black Lives Matter was never, ever, ever about race. Black Lives Matter was about ideology. And I got people coming at me from all corners on that one. Tony, why do you have to say that? Why can't you just accept the, the, the meaning behind it? Because I see what the organization is about, and they're Marxists. I can't have anything to do with that. I can't be around that. I can't have any piece of that in my life. I will never support Marxism. I will never support communism. Screw it. It gets me fired. It gets me fired. I don't care. I'm never going to be that person. But it was obvious and clear that Black Lives Matter was a Marxist organization run by Marxists, organized by Marxists, trained in Marxism. They deleted it from their website, but what does it matter? This was never about race for them. This is about ideology for them. They want to burn it all down. The Indianapolis City County Council votes to add $3 million more million to funding here, there, and everywhere regarding police, although uh, we don't know where the money's going. And wait till you see who, who, you know, part of their civilian review board. And part of their civilian review board are people who are trained in critical race theory, it seems. I'm still learning about them, but uh, the early indications, not so good. And these are going to be the people who decide what happens to officers who may be involved in a police shooting. No, so they didn't defund the police in Indianapolis, Indiana. They did an end around to be able to attack cops and cops know it. But they supported Black Lives Matter and all on the streets of Indianapolis. Black Lives Matter. Just like the streets of New York. And Seattle. And Minneapolis. Wait, do I have one more in me? Yep, I had one. I had one more. 
They're all so proud they're drawing on the streets. They never asked themselves the organization that they're supporting, a Marxist organization who want to burn it all down. In Indianapolis, while they're passing this $3 million, they interrupt the meeting and say we should defund the cops. They're not doing this. They're not doing blank and that. And at one moment, the cops are there to remove these people, and they're like, oh, you're going to send your pigs after us? Black Lives Matter doesn't care about skin color. They want to burn it all down like Antifa. They don't have a value system. Nihilism is their system. They want to burn it all down. Black Lives Matter put out a statement. Their official statement regarding Cuba. Black Lives Matter condemns the U.S. federal government's inhumane treatment of Cubans and urges it to immediately lift the economic embargo. This cruel and inhumane policy, instituted with the explicit intention, explicit intention of destabilizing the country and undermining Cubans' right to choose their own government, is at the heart of Cuba's current crisis. Since 1962, the United States has forced pain and suffering on the people of Cuba by cutting off food, medicine, and supplies, costing the tiny island nation an estimated $130 billion. Not blaming communism, blaming the U.S. That's Black Lives Matter. Siding with communists. Siding with communists. The people of Cuba are being punished by the U.S. government because the country has maintained its commitment to sovereignty and self-determination. United States leaders have tried to crush this revolution for decades. Calling it a revolution is what the President Canal is calling it and what Fidel Castro called it. It's not a revolution. But by calling it a revolution, you are admitting that you are siding with the communists. Cuba has historically demonstrated solidarity with oppressed peoples of African descent from protecting black revolutionaries like Asada Shakur through granting her asylum to supporting black liberation struggles in Angola, Mozambique, Guinea-Bissau, and South Africa. Asada Shakur, I forget her, 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 her name, uh, she's the one who killed the cop in New Jersey, right? Yeah, they gave her protection because she's a black revolutionary. They're telling you that killing cops is fine. Why? They want to burn it all down. So, now that we know what Black Lives Matter is all about as an organization, any company that still supports them is clearly wrong and is supporting communists. And the employees of that company should stand up, look the CEO in the face and say, stop it. Walk into his or her office. Interrupt the meeting. Screw them. I see one more sports team. Say they support Black Lives Matter, stop showing up to the games. I didn't say that we couldn't have a disagreement on how we should do this or how we should do that or how we should do the other. I didn't say they can't support organizations that work on specific causes. I am saying in this case, since you know that Black Lives Matter, the organization, is a Marxist communist organization, if you support them with your dollars or with your tweets, you don't get our love because we don't support commies. There is not a sports team, NFL, NBA, soccer, Major League Soccer or, 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 or the other divisions or, or hockey, Baseball. No, 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 no. You're supporting communists. And you need to be called out for supporting communists. Now, maybe, maybe you didn't know. 
Okay. I mean, I, I was here, I was telling you, but maybe you didn't know. That's fine. But if you continue doing it today and tomorrow, you're out. And we should be clear, there is not an athlete in America that I wouldn't have this discussion with and look eye to eye and say, it's not about race, it's ideology. And if you support Black Lives Matter, you're supporting communists. What the hell is wrong with you? I don't care how tall they are. I don't care how strong they are. I don't care how much money they have. Screw them. They're wrong. They're wrong. I didn't say we wouldn't disagree about other things. We're discussing the support of Black Lives Matter, the organization. And the support of that organization is to support communists. That's wrong. So just tell us now that you're a communist. And then I would take a look at what kind of contract they have and see if they did any negotiating for more money and ask why they haven't shared the money with the rest of their teammates and all the fans in the stands. It turns out their communism only goes so far. Uh, the, the people who work in the places that supported Black Lives Matter need to stand up and say never again. Well, never again is really a taken line. Maybe I shouldn't use that line, and I won't. Say no more. No more. We don't support commies. Demand that of your CEOs. Demand that of your sports teams. Demand that of the celebrities you follow. No supporting communists. Otherwise, they lose all our support today. I'm Tony Katz.